Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It is episode 510 of the Working Class Bow Hunter. We are officially done with our spring or winter spring trade shows. The Illinois Deer Classic was pretty kick-ass, honestly. I did not expect it to be as good as it was, just because it's its first year back. But uh, thank you, everyone who came out. And said, what's up? Um, it was killer. We're very impressed. Like one of our, I'd say, top three shows of the year. So looking forward to that show growing. I think it has potential to be everything the Iowa Classic is, if not better, with bigger deer. Um, I'm winking at everybody from Iowa when I say that. Um, but also, just go hunt in Iowa. Fuck Illinois. You know what I mean? Uh, the podcast is presented by Elite Archery, uh, code WCB. Uh, we are still to do the drawing for that giveaway we did for the trade show. So we're still giving away a new Elite Envision. That's coming. Uh, we'll keep everybody posted on that. Um, also, big time, code WCB2022. If you've seen the recent video of me struggling with that uh, hand spreader or whatever, uh, Joe Humphreys was so kind. Joe from Big Time, he sent me a new one. Even though that was Austin's, I think he felt bad. Um, and decided that I needed one. I should probably just give it to Austin and uh, for all the shit I talked about him on that YouTube video. Um, we're trying to push our YouTube videos a little more. We have some other stuff coming down the line, and we are doing a giveaway. Uh, we're due to also pick a winner from the comments of all the videos we put out in March. We're going to do the same for April, and we're going to do the same for May. So look for that soon. Uh, we'll launch that on an upcoming episode. Um, also, Scent Crusher. Um, you know, gear bags, roller bag, ozone go, ozone room clean, the Halo series. Uh, they have something for everyone and everyone's budget when it comes to eliminating odor when hunting. You don't really have to worry about that as much right now for turkey season. But if you're going to be hunting anything else, it's good to have. And it's good to have just so you don't stink in general. Um, and Old Barn Taxidermy. So Old Barn is doing a giveaway. Let me pull it up. Old Barn's taking in some turkeys, man, and they kill it on a full mountain turkey. If you have not got one yet, they're beautiful. Um, I have a couple of them. 
Let me read you the... I'm running on New Windsor Internet here. So um, right now they're doing a turkey promotion. Um, every life-size turkey will see receive a special edition Old Barn Turkey T-shirt and entered into a drawing for a free bourbon barrel turkey call. Um, if 40 life-size turkeys are brought in this season, they'll be offered a grand prize drawing of your choice from the following options. Uh, one, 2024 Osceola Turkey Hunt in Florida. Uh, a 2023 Texas Sand Hill Crane Hunt. That'd be interesting. Um, and one free life-size turkey mount for 2022. So if you kill a turkey and you're like, man, this little boss gobbler needs to go on the wall for eternity, take it to Old Barn Taxidermy in Fort Madison, Iowa. Tell them Working Class Bowhunter sent you. I might give you some points on that giveaway. I don't know. Um, tell them I said that, and they'll be like, God damn it, Kurt. Quit making up fake promos. But anyway, it'll be good for us if you take your animal down there and tell them, hey, we want to be a part of what you're doing with this giveaway. We want to win some stuff and check out this nice turkey. So check out them. Um, yeah, quick business for this one. A um, couple new partnership announcements are going to be within these episodes. Um, and this one was, this episode, a little bit about it. Uh, our buddy Jonathan Adams, um, he's been on. Uh, he was on one of them from PA with uh, you know the Whitetail Adrenaline crew. Very interesting cat. He's a good dude. He's cranking up his YouTube channel as well. Um, the guy has a ton of stories and we were kind of, while we we're in the middle of all these shows, we recorded some episodes and we like kind of forgot about them with all being busy brained and stuff like that. So this is one of those episodes. Um, after this episode, we are pretty much caught up and in studio. So things are coming back to normal for us and we're going to be cranking out a lot of studio podcasts and a lot of video podcasts and a lot of other content coming to YouTube. So do us a favor, help us out and support our YouTube. Go there, subscribe, throw a comment on something, you know, put you like Doug's mustache, um, anything. Um, you know, we just appreciate the support there while we're trying to get another avenue going. We've never really put full effort into it, but um, we're going to be cranking it up on there as well. So thanks for being here. I'll quit rambling and hope you enjoy the episode. Run, run, run. Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi. I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munson from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. It's really, really not that good. Working class bow hunter podcast. Um, no idea what number it is. Nobody cares. Uh, we're just here, here at the studio. We're midday on a Friday. On a Friday. Kurt Geyer here. Doug Schmidt. Nick Whitwer. Jonathan Adams. And Nick, you've been on the podcast before, but John, you've yep. never been on. You've just been around. I ha well that you were on on yeah at the Airbnb in Harrisburg. There, I hopped on that one. Yeah, yeah it was but. just like high speed. So that one technically w won't be out yet. I don't think by the time this launches. Like I think I'm going to launch those as like bonus 
episodes. Yeah. Like we did the Tanner Exotics as a bonus episode coming. That'll be worth the wait, though. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to launch that like publicly or if that's going to be like a Patreon exclusive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's like bonus feature stuff. I feel like it's it, not it's it not was, really hunting related, but it's very. It wasn't hunting related at all. Very entertaining. It was like how Tanner and Clint are related to Joe Exotic, <laughs> and that's a fact. Just saying, I don't make this stuff up. It's just what it is. Well, they say they're woven from the same fabric or something. That's like what that. I heard. Yeah. They both Pretty like much. tigers and exotic animals. Yeah. Um, Tanner had a monkey. For like three hours. And his horse. <laughs> That's a heartbreaker, that story. Yeah, it's a tearjerker, but you guys will just have to wait and see for that <laughs> one. Uh, but no, I mean, you guys are down here. It's kind of crazy how we met John just at the PA show, and you're just dabbling apart with the Whitetail Adrenaline crew. And uh, Nick and Doug flew out to the PA show to help, and that's where you guys also met John. Mm-hmm. And then we had the Iowa Classic. Mm-hmm. So John drove from PA to the Iowa Classic. And then now you're kind of helping Nick do some work for his business in, well, in Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't tempt me with a good time. These guys kind of were like, you should come to Iowa. And I was like, all right. And then Nick was like, well, hey, you can come up and hang out with me for a little bit. And we can go do some coyote hunt and look for some sheds and whatnot. So, I mean, I've been kind of dabbling with the idea, getting my YouTube channel up and running. So I've been mm-hmm. kind of filming stuff along the way and, I figured I'd just make a make a trip out of it, driving 14 hours, you know, yeah. just to go to the show for three days and drive back. <laughs> right. Yeah, no shit, right? Especially ideal timing now that gas prices are skyrocketing, yeah, you great. know, trying to get my money's worth. Time, but... hit, hit that right on its head. Yeah. What? So you're you're technically a freelance videographer, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I don't know what you really call it. You could say cinematographer. I mean, I do photography, too, mostly just video and photo, you mm-hmm. know, um, got into it with the aim of getting into outdoor stuff i mean i was just glued to the tv anytime like did, did we talk you know. in detail and pa about how, where you got your start we did go through some of that i, stuff, I barely you know i must have I mean? either been more drunk or just like that show was so crazy that I, I don't remember like a lot of the details that we talked about yeah yeah i mean we went through some of that stuff where starting out i kind of Oh had, yeah, we did. Wild, yeah. We know. went into more details. Going yeah. back to me now. Yeah. Now I remember that. You know. I wasn't there. Uh, we do so many podcasts that like I start to forget like what we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. Told yeah, yeah. So <sighs> I, I give more credit to Joe Rogan. I feel like he remembers shit. Well, I mean, I can only imagine Is that alpha. Brain? You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, but we talked a little bit about like I think the forensic files stuff, and yeah, I didn't know I was pregnant, and uh, what the um, I have to it's watch. A, it's, it's what was the other one? Uh, Strange addiction. Strange addiction. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I have to launch that episode before this one. I have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because do we tell some shocky stories? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. 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 I so, mean, I got, I got stories though. For so. people who didn't hear that episode and stuff yeah. and, and all that, maybe like kind of break down some of your like. Maybe I have to launch that one before. Okay. So, yeah. uh, fill them in. Like, what's like? How did you get into this? And like, where the hell are you from? How did you get here? That type of thing. Okay. So I grew up in Pennsylvania, small town called Elysburg. Our claim to fame is Knobles, uh, world famous wooden roller coasters, uh, <laughs> free uh, free admission, free parking, amusement park there. But other than that, if you don't know Knobles, you wouldn't know Elysburg for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I got into college and you know just kind of went into some science stuff, aiming towards engineering, chemistry, physics, math, and everything like that. Kind of hit the point like. I only have one life to live. I'm not really sure what I want to do, but I just remember sitting in my dorm room thinking, like, 
if I could do anything, like if I get any job, I would just be sitting there thinking about being out in the mountains, being out hunting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the way it all came about, I took a semester off of school. My dad's a pharmacist, one of the pharmacy tech ladies. She ended up being married to this guy named Damon Davis. He was like a top three grand national NWTF guy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, through doing the calling contest, he got in with call companies and started doing uh, trips, learned how to film, started doing production. He put he planned the seed in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I went back, got a degree in mass communications, um, started doing various things, you know, like some of that stuff we talked about. I got on as a production assistant with a, a shoot for this one-hour special deal, same production company that does I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. I love um, that shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, just to give Doug an idea, it was... Yeah, you got to fill Doug in a little yeah. bit, too, but it's also super entertaining. So if people have heard it, it's worth hearing again, <laughs> it, I think. It was a couple that were both in the process of transgendering, and they're both on the hormones, so they shouldn't have been able to get pregnant, you know? Oh. I think right around that time, it was probably like 2009, <laughs> 2010 or something, yeah, there's a yeah. book that came out that... Um, you know, there's a dude, well, it was a a transgender dude, but pregnant, you know. And but it was kind of like a, on Oprah, so it was a big deal. They decided to make a one-hour special. So I got in on that, got my foot in the door with some people, ended up getting in, doing some murder. Is that, is that when you knew you made it? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know I made it, but I, I don't think but, I quite made it yet, in my opinion. But but here I am. <laughs> but here I am, yeah. Um, Wait, I didn't ask that. Did you meet Oprah then? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, like, they decided to not just do a normal episode, but it was like a one-hour special sort of deal because of that. So did you film that. it yeah. for Oprah? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. We're going. We're drawing all sorts of conclusions. Yeah. <laughs> no. I what, just heard Oprah and got... What I'm Oprah. saying is it was like a hot topic. Yeah. Back, that was kind of like the forefront of all this stuff, you know, yeah. coming about. But the LGBTQT. But we, whatever. you know, Go filmed that interviews throughout the pregnancy and then after, and I worked directly with this lady who's from L.A., who's a producer. And then we had local camera guys, and, and those guys were from Allentown. They also do stuff with Forensic Files, so they got me in doing um, work with the murder recreation scenes. Oh, you wow. know? Yeah. So they had a big, um, that sounds fun. a big building, and the guy would build, like, the facade of a house. And, like, you know, they took it to the whole nine yards, you know, big trucks of lights, like, catering. We rolled out grass, like, real grass turf in there and put, like, landscaping mulch oh, down geez. built the whole sets and had actors and stuff like that so <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> you know uh super bikes I'll that be show an actor on that show uh yeah be, so, just like super bikes playing dead yeah. I, I ran around philly gathering up film permits so they could do wheelies up the stairs where rocky ran up you know and all that stuff like that just a bunch of random stuff that just gave me this experience and in the background i was filming um just buddies like i, I went on a pretty much a full fall with logan mcnulty who mm-hmm. you'll see in the white tail adrenaline stuff you know yeah um and then put a demo reel together and um ended up getting hired by the eastman signing journal yeah worked for them as a tv producer for three years and then left and been a freelancer ever since you know yeah, yeah. i'm not I'm not saying that i'm like setting the world on fire but i'm i'm kind of like you're living i'm living yeah yeah i yeah. like it man you're kind of all over the place yeah. that's what's cool about it yeah and then you film with shocky for a while Yep. So that was pretty much immediately after I left the Eastman's. Um, How long did you film with Shockey? Uh, I did one 
seven week stretch with uh, Uncharted in Africa. Oh, you actually filmed for Uncharted. Yeah. Well, the way it works is like you're capturing everything along the way. Some of it goes towards like the hunting adventure show. Some of it goes towards Uncharted. Some of it kind of gets, you know, a little bit in each. And then like they'll take stuff from Uncharted and sort of recycle it. Yeah. You know, and and put it back in the, you know, so. Yeah. That's cool, man. Like some of the experiences you've had. I don't know. It's just like you look at how some people live their life. Some people are worried about like stature and money and material items and like you're over here living in a life full of like real experiences that a lot of people just don't really have the opportunity to experience or don't have the nuts to actually get into like to go to africa with shocky not many people can say that like a handful of people can say they've done that okay so i'll tell you this story because this is pretty wild (laughs) okay um, here we go this is what we like you know being a kid that was obsessed with hunting growing up watching the outdoor channel i mean i'm old enough now i'm about to turn 36 so Mm -hmm. um but i I was back in the day when saturday morning it was tnn outdoors yeah you know espn outdoors wake up if i couldn't make it i tom miranda to record yeah that's when like tom miranda was on espn and shit but i mean here i am you know uh well i should mention matt zinniel um so matt zinniel uh he was coming up to um do his first fall of filming with the Eastmans when I got hired. No idea who he was. I took a look at his demo reel and I was like, okay, this guy's legit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, got to meet him, became good friends and everything. But Matt ended up getting on with Jim. His first trip with Jim was actually to Pakistan. If, if anybody remembers the Uncharted series, <clears throat> basically they called Matt up and, uh, Said, if you want to go to Pakistan with us, you have to overnight your passport so we can get you a visa. And we're going to be leaving. And he went and did that trip to Pakistan. It was the trip where I think Corey Jacobs and Brandlin, his mm-hmm. son, backed out last minute because they thought it was too dangerous. You know? Oh, that was the deal with that. Yeah. So that's how Matt <laughs> came hey, about. Hey, Matt, you're in, buddy. It's too dangerous, so you're coming with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Matt, Matt's a guy that you need to get on to. Like, he was saying that the guy that they were with that was – running the hunting operation was sort of like a prince, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. But literally, they got off the plane in the airport in Pakistan. There's a group of dudes with AKs, like armed guards, that just walked around and escorted them everywhere and just stuff. Just protected yeah. them, kind of? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. From, like, what? Just terrorists and shit? Well, yeah. I mean... Or the Taliban rebels. or what? Yeah. I mean, you get word out to the right people. They're, you know, in There's that area where they don't like that are worth Westerners or whatever. So. Big deal guy coming. Yeah. But, well, just think, I mean, hey, we got Jim Shockey hostage in the mountains in Pakistan. I mean, the ransom you could get for that. I mean, <laughs> that's what's scary about that shit, right? Because that's probably why they, they want to oh, yeah. get you. You'll end up in one of those videos where they're pulling the bag off your head and cutting oof. your head off and shit. Yeah, yeah that's wild. No, fuck yeah. all that. I'm not so, going to Pakistan. I'm good. But Matt got on with, with Jim and... Um, you know, they kind of worked well together. So Matt continued to work with them, kind of became his number one guy. And when I left the Eastman's, um, Matt was like, yo, we're taking uh, second camera guys. I hate that term, camera guys, too. Yeah. I'll, you hate that? Well, so I feel like... Is it, it doesn't really live up to what it actually is. I don't know of many other jobs where, like, I've been in situations where guys don't even call you by your name. And you're like, yeah, hey, I'm the camera guy. 
you know, mm, like I see, I see. You know, I've already been in camp. I'm like, you know, I do have a name, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, you right. can call me Shut John. Up, camera guy. <laughs> it's a <laughs> camera guy. One, but, two. Yeah, two, one yeah. and two. But they, you know, they had two um, camera operators. We'll say, okay. I don't know what to call, but on the field trips, producers. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Is that technically a field producer if you're filming? I guess. Like I said, it's kind of one of those things that you can call a lot of different things. Yeah. If you want to be hoity toity, you can call yourself a cinematographer you know, mm. I think a lot of people that call themselves cinematographers probably don't like actually, actually, you know, deserve that title. But and I'm like tentative to even call myself that. Field um, producer sounds legit. But yeah. Because it's like right in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like camera guy. It's like a basic title. Yeah. It's like I'm a field producer for outdoor media. That's like a good, clean way to hear. Uh, yeah. So like going into that, someone, I want to hear more stories. I'm not trying to cut you off, but someone's like, hey, what do you do for a living, John? What are you telling them? Because you got to find the sweet yeah. spot of like, you're not being, if you're too vague, they just want to ask you more questions. Mm-hmm. And if you're too detailed, it just brings on more questions. And that's, that's what I thought. It's like, Kurt, what do you do for a living now? I'm like, how do I say, if I don't really feel like having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, how do you get out of it? Because before I'd be like, oh, we're getting John Deere. They're like, oh, cool. If they want to know, what do you do at John Deere? I'd be like this, and I'd give them a basic answer. And then the conversation was pretty much over. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just generally tell people, like, if I don't want to get into depth, like, photo video you know i've been doing a lot of more marketing related stuff lately because i just love to hunt and and like when you're filming hunts all the time you're not hunting you're not hunting you know so um but but yeah either way um i ended up getting on to go over to africa um with matt you know he he had some other guys that were on the trips and everything but he's like we had worked together we got along super well those trips are like, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have survived that trip if I didn't have Matt with me. Really? Um, it, yeah. Like physically or mentally or? Mentally. Mentally? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and why is that? Just like the situation or like the people you're with? Like, Well, yeah. Like just to be able to have somebody that you're close with that you can like decompress at the end of the day and kind of just laugh at stuff like if it's somebody you're not really comfortable with you just don't have that you know it's all rigid and uncomfortable yeah but yeah Yeah. um so you know the way it worked was like we flew into (sighs) joe i know joan joansburg joansburg it it was in tanzania it's the one that's closest to where everybody flies into um no, South Africa. Climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, I fuck, can't I remember exactly. I'm acting like I know Africa. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'd love to, though. About to. Matt, About to learn. Matt and I's flight uh, got in like the evening before Jim got there. So, like, we get there, you know, kind of like, okay, we're in Africa now. <laughs> like, yeah. what we do? Figure out how to get to the hotel that we're staying at. And, like, you know, this whole big buildup, like, I'm finally going to meet Jim Shockey. Well, you hadn't met him yet, and you're no, already in Africa. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it, just the way it worked out, like, I was in the bathroom taking a dump. Oh, no. <laughs> and I hear a knock on the door, and then I could hear, like, Jim out there. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm about to step out of the bathroom and meet Jim Shockey. Like, yeah, yeah. Of all the awkward things, yeah. like, washing my hands. And, like, you know, like, <laughs> like, oh, boy, here we go, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of, like, how those trips go i mean i've i don't have a ton of like uh, like matt would be the guy to talk to because he's been like everywhere I, I had the opportunity to go to mongolia with the eastmans we had a layover in china for a little bit to hunt ibex no shit um and then 
did the Africa stuff with Jim. But, like, the international travel stuff, it's, like, a lot of times, like, they'll give you a general idea, but you, like, don't really know what's going to happen mm-hmm. until you get there, you know? So it's kind of, like... Scary. A lot of people don't do that, won't do that shit because of the unknown. So props that, to you for actually, like, committing. Well, yeah, and that's kind of why, like, I probably would have had the opportunity. I think Matt was saying that they would like to have me back for some stuff, but... I ended up doing that trip and then doing a North Carolina bear hunt with Jim and Eva mm-hmm. when I got back and and then I kind of disappeared off the radar for a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but um, just burn out or what? Yeah, I mean that the adventure stuff is awesome. Don't get me wrong, like the experiences and stuff like that, but like it gets uncomfortable, you know, because you never know if you're allowed to film or not, and like yeah, yeah. I don't want to end up on an episode of. Uh, locked up abroad you know or something like that <laughs> right right yeah basically can i film this <laughs> no it's like filming some you're like, on the show hi, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like i remember there was a time during that trip because we hopped around like i said seven weeks so we hopped around to a bunch of different hunting operations within tanzania and then we hopped over to um like kind of a layover day, hopped over to Zambia and then ended up in Mozambique. But it was when we were crossing, I think, from Zambia to Mozambique. Uh, and it was literally just like a river crossing, but we had to stop in in this like little podunk town at the police headquarters. And it's like a high fence, like I think concrete block wall, like surrounding the police station. And like we went in the courtyard or whatever you want to call it, like inside the gate and we're sitting there and like, they literally had like on the side of the building, like something you'd see out of a movie, like just a jail cell to the open air. And there's a bunch of dudes locked up in there just standing around, like, you know, and they told us like no film and no film. And Jim was inside taking care of paperwork or something. And uh, Matt tried to sneak a shot. (laughs) Oh shit. And he got caught. Oh Oh, fuck. Yeah. And we're thinking, okay, like, I was thinking, this isn't good. How did he get, uh, just because he was... One of the security dudes or something was, came over and started asking what he was doing with the camera. And luckily, he was able to kind of, like, delete the clip real quick and be like, look, you know, nothing. You know, I had disordered that same deal the one time in Tiananmen Square in Beijing when I was with the Eastmans. I was filming, like, one of the military guys, and they caught me. Oh, and apparently they don't like that at all. Did they and like some, they press on you pretty hard about that? I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'll delete it or whatever." And I think I somehow did a similar trick where I was like flipping through the menus in the camera and you know, tricked the guy into thinking that I deleted it, it maybe you didn't. kept it, you know, but yeah. Maybe. So, so did they actually end up using that footage? I think I think so. I don't know about the stuff from Matt, but I think I used that some of those clips in the episodes. Yeah, stuff, I'm good but, on all that shit. That's yeah. scary. But it's kind of your job, like, this kind of the adventure, like, get some risky shots and stuff, like, stuff that nobody else can get. Oh, yeah, yeah. The but security, what, a, what a resume builder, huh? security guard's watching the show. <laughs> Son of a He's bitch. He's like, that bastard. <laughs> Someone in China. Sorry, got my address pulled up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get you pulled up. They're getting ready to bomb us now. God. Yeah. yeah. Find him. Great beard, but God damn it, he filmed us. <laughs> But, I mean, the other thing on that that makes it difficult is, like, you never know the situation with batteries, you know. That's scary, And yeah. stuff like that. So, like, you're always playing that game of, like, when do I have the camera on? 
you know what's Film worth not. filming what's not like well not only when's that, next time like, i gonna get to charge the batteries you know like the big dog like legit probably come down on you some like fucking up a show or something like that i would imagine right just because <laughs> the pressure of it right it's that, expensive it's a lot of that time is and money is put into it for sure a huge thing you know like the pressure and the anxiety because like you're over here in this situation where like it's a once in a lifetime trip for most. I mean, Jim's been everywhere, so yeah. not so much him, but still, like, you th- consider it's like, you know, like he's after this animal that he's been waiting to kill his whole life. And if something goes wrong and you screw it up, not good. Not good, you know? Not good on John. John so, ain't getting called back. Which, yeah, you know, like I said, there's, a, it sounds really awesome to a lot of people, and everybody's like, I was even just talking to somebody today. I was like, oh, I'd trade places with you in a second. I'm like, well, you know, like, well, people, there's a pros and cons for sure. Like, people who say those things, though, <laughs> don't like really understand like the build up to where people are at in situations. Like, uh, I mean, that is a perfect example. Like, now that I'm full time with the podcast, like, man, you're lucky. It's like, well, yes, I'm very fortunate, but it's not for no reason. Like, I've sacrificed a lot of shit. To be able to do this, yeah. like if your family structure and stuff isn't right, you ain't do, if, like going back to that. If your wife sucks, you ain't pursuing your dreams. Yeah. Or, or if you're like Doug, you don't have a wife, you don't have to worry about it. You do whatever you want. <laughs> well, yeah. Magic. Magic. How's the tag sponging going? It's got that dark magic. Not good. The, yeah. John witnessed one of them. The witch? The witch. Mm-hmm. Now, you met the witch. Yeah. John and I both talked to her. Yeah, I, I didn't get nice. Jared's the one that broke the ice with her. Yeah. I didn't I, get to meet the witch. Jared didn't set it up well because he See, told everything that she was doing. That's like that Tanner and, and I were like, yeah, we're going back to the Airbnb. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know anything about the witch, you know, uh, <laughs> until we got after the fact because I wasn't really involved in the conversation. John was, I'm like, John hey, was the only one like, I just hey. poked my head and I was like, yeah, Doug, you know. Yeah, John's um, the only one like, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you take her home, bang that witch. Yeah. Hey, uh, have you ever ran into a witch in any of your international travels? Can't say I have. No, well, you ran into one at PA. Just in PA, but um, <laughs> your hometown. <laughs> right. Not to get you know yeah. off the witch topic. Yeah, but back like, to it. We should go back. Get off. We should get off. No. It. It, well, yeah. I mean, honestly, ugh. yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Sweet witch. weird stuff. I just hope that Doug didn't pick up like a permanent curse or something. I don't. Know. I mean, dude, I'm. Some of those witch like movies and stuff, like they're pretty creepy, dude. You know, like you get a good curse on you. You 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 were ready. I've been having a lot of nightmares lately. You said uh, your phone was too dead for you to risk it. It was completely dead. Oh yeah, you can't be playing with witches and dead phones. (laughs) She probably (laughs) killed it. (laughs) She probably did. She probably has like a little voodoo doll with a mustache on it sitting in her bedroom. It's just a Dale Earnhardt voodoo doll. That would explain a lot. (laughs) Son of a bitch. You need to like sage out your house. I know. In your your mind. Bathe in holy water. Mm. I don't know what you do to fix witch curses, but it's Lent. We'll look into into it. Dig and work on it, Doug. There's some crazy, you know what we need to get you with? Some crazy bitch with tarot cards. She'll fix you up. Oh, boy. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're into that type of thing, hit us up. Uh, Doug, <laughs> Doug, you want to put out your phone number? I'll do a reading, yeah. yeah if you have any witch advice, just... Yeah, Doug, you, you, know. sure you want to give out your phone number so they can call you? No. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> at Doug and Dogs? <laughs> yeah, at Doug and Dogs. <laughs> okay. Sorry, John. No, that's not personal. No witchcraft in your travels. That's yeah, good. None. Yeah. Except in PA. What about ghosts? 
Hey, what's the craziest Paranormal? thing that you were like, fuck, I don't ever well, want to do that again? I don't, I don't want to, like, um, going back to that previous topic, yeah. I have a story that, yeah. you know, I um, definitely, you know, like, just the pressure of it. Um, mm-hmm. And getting yelled at so, by Jim. Well, you know, and just being, like, the type of person I am, like, I'm hard on myself, for sure, you know. Like, you know how it is if you do anything. Nick does carpentry. I got to spend some time with him this week, but he can look at things and notice something where there's like a space in the siding that shouldn't be there that most people wouldn't notice. But like any sort of little, like if I'm filming a shot and I get like a little jitter or something, it probably wouldn't bother people. But mm-hmm. there was, it was pretty early on in the trip. And basically the way that it would work was depending on the day, like Matt and I would switch off. Is this in Africa? Yeah. Okay. Um, in Tanzania. And like I said, Jim's pretty far into his career. So like one of the things like with that whole safari hunting community, which that was a whole interesting thing in and of itself. It's this whole little like network of basically the type of people that can afford to go on those hunts or whatever. But like they actually call it collecting species. So like they're collecting them to have in their trophy room or whatever Mm -hmm. you know so jim was like look at well he he has that museum now so like he was doing it for that but Mm -hmm. um same sort of deal there was a couple like obscure animals that he still wanted to get and i was it was my turn to film in this particular location like we had the luxury of like whoever was filming the other guy got to sleep in in the tent and get a little break you know um but i was out with jim by myself and the professional hunter and we were after this um it was one of the little forest antelope i don't know if you're familiar with any of those diker like a diker or a suni or or something like that i don't remember the specific species um that we were after that day but it's kind of like one of those situations where they go in. it's kind of like like a predator call they hit a distress call and these things will just come screaming in really yeah and like in the jungle so it's like you just see, like, all the vegetation part, and it just comes, you know. And, well, basically what ended up happening is we go set up, start calling, and this one comes screaming in. And I'm, like, trying to film. I'm, I don't know, like, I'm not the tallest guy, but Jim's, like, 6'6", or whatever. Yeah, he's a monster. And, like, he's pretty specific on how he wants stuff filmed, like, right down the pipe. So you can see the hunter and the animal, you know what I mean? So, like... I would generally end up being in awkward positions trying to figure out like a way to raising hold, your hands up and shit to get up and hold the camera steady and everything. Well, this all goes down. <laughs> and like <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, John's getting PTSD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thankfully, like the, like I've been very good about this, but it does happen from time to time. I'm sure you've heard of it before where like something will go down and then you look down and like the record button's not red. Like, why? Mm. You know what I mean? Luckily, Jim, I, I, if I remember correctly, either didn't get a shot off, but I think he he took a shot and missed it. Mm-hmm. But, like, literally, like, to, to give you an idea of, like, how shook up I was, like, when I looked down and realized that, like, <laughs> I mean, this is terrible, but, like, I just didn't even say anything because, like, if, if it was a kill, I would have had to tell him, like, hey, I didn't get that. but i knew we probably wouldn't use the footage anyway or whatever it wasn't as big of a deal so i didn't say anything but like i was visibly shook apparently because like later on 
like that night or whatever, that professional hunter pulled me aside and he's like, dude, I, I saw you like, <laughs> like you were like not in good shape. Like you're shook up. He's like, I'm, I'm not the, you know, trying to scary or anything but like what's gonna happen if we get into a situation where like you get charged by a buffalo or something? like you, you you know you're really yeah. gonna have to try and and i didn't even tell him because i didn't even want to, he want thought you were just nervous and oh. he thought that i was just like shook up and nervous and he's like if you get that shook up over one of these things like what the hell's gonna happen if like we run into a some real know? shit yeah 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 because like scared of an antelope like yeah, the thing like this, like not scared or whatever, but I don't know what he thought. Deer. He's probably like, what the hell's wrong with this probably, kid? Yeah, like, he's probably watching me dress yeah. park movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a chihuahua with spikes <laughs> on it, and but John's like, nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? And we talked about that one before. Yeah. Um, where the... The buffalo. Buffalo charges truck and everything, and I... Yeah, that was on the other episode, right? Yeah, I missed messed that one up i must have been drunk on that episode or something we were cranking beers i think yeah. <laughs> but also pa's a grind so like all those days kind of like are welded together it's like one giant day hey this is doug here with another mobile veteran shout out as always is brought to you by hha usa go to hhausa.org and check them out this one's submitted by grace blakemore and the veteran is nathaniel blakemore it says nate joined the army at 18 and had been in been in for eight years so far in those eight years, he's become a staff sergeant and has been to Texas, Tennessee, Africa, Korea, and Iraq so far. He plans to complete 20 years of service. Wow. That's awesome. Uh says here, uh, my dad got him into hunting, and this is his first season. He's quickly become obsessed and has already had some luck with a pretty nice-sized doe. Uh, thanks for spending that, Grace, and uh, thank you for your service, Nathaniel. Hopefully you get a big buck here soon. Good to hear you get some luck. Wow, Doug. Thanks for that mobile veteran shout-out you did. Uh, Doug is actually getting a little better at reading. Um, we're proud of him there. So um, still haven't fired him for reading them and doing the vo- voiced-in veteran shout-outs. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Loopold Optics. Um, also, we do a Loopold Optics giveaway from these shows. We're still going to do a drawing there. Um, but check it out from the like 10 by 42s is what we normally run. To the RX Full Draw Rangefinder, to the Performance Eyewear, we're rocking everything loophole. Um, I actually got a loophole like red dot set up, and I'm not a firearm guy, but I'm conflicted on whether or not I'm going to put it on my pistol or my turkey gun that I just bought, which we'll get into details on that later. Uh, everything loophole does, in our opinion, is top of the line. Um, check it out, loophole optics. Tell them that we sent you. Um, and also, we announced this partnership on. Would have been last week's episode. Maybe Tanner Exotics would have been the one. Um, hope you enjoyed that, by the way, with Trophy Line. So we are completely mobile here at Working Class Bowhunter. Uh, we did hunt out of our saddles last year and enjoyed them. And uh, we get a lot of shit for that. Everyone thinks we hate saddles. We don't. Um, but, you know, we're rocking everything from double step minis to um, just some of their platforms that they got. They're, I mean, everything they do is top notch. Um, you can get bundles on there, EDP hang with the best bundle, um, EDP climb up bundle. They have everything you need from to get a a platform for a saddle hunt or to just be as mobile as possible. It's not the cure all, but if you can have it, why would you not have it? Um, I'm rocking the EDP platform currently. Um, I just got a carry all your shit pack, uh, the 2.0 version, which is cool. Um, your sticks and platform can fit in that. So I get saddle hunting is not for everybody. Um, wasn't always for all of us, and it's not the cure-all. We're not saying that. We're just saying if you're going to do it, uh, we use Trophy Line. So check them out. 
And uh, I think we got a code. I don't know if it's active now. Try WCB. Um, I'll make sure that that's in um, if it didn't work this time. Um, see, that's how prepared we are. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So happy for that partnership. Uh, Camel Fire. Camel Fire is a website that is pretty dangerous if you like hunting gear. Um, I'm on CamelFire.com right now. Click the link in our episode description and take you right there. So right now, if you, I'm not, and I am very strongly not into waterfowl calls. But right now, they have uh, different waterfowl calls, 30% off, uh, waders on here, 40% off, um, all sorts of – there's something different every time. There's some thermocells on here, 46% off, um, carry-all bags, light bars, um, 29% off, decoys, 47% off, 50% off. Uh, and these deals constantly are revolving. So uh, – Where's the expiration on this guy? So basically after a certain amount of time, depending on when you get on Camo Fire, the deals expire and then it resets. And then there's a new bundle of products in there that are a certain amount off. And then when the deal's gone, it's gone and it recycles. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Camo Fire, proud to be partnering with these guys. Um, It's a website we've used for a long time. And our crew here with the WCB OGs um, has dangerously been on Camo Fire and sending each other links um, on stuff that's discounted to buy. So uh, our crew and our friends have already spent a lot of money there. Uh, We think you'll like it. Check it out, Uh, camelfire.com. And Novix Tree Stands. Uh, Novix Tree Stands based out of Peoria, Illinois. We were just at the Novix facility Thursday before the uh, Illinois Deer Classic and hung out and got to see everybody out there and eat some good food and play some bags and just have a good time with that community. Um, great, great people at Novix. And I think that matters just as much as the product. The people got to be good. The product's good. Um, and everyone's just good, red-blooded American there. American-made products, casted in Peoria, assembled and packaged and shipped to you from Peoria, Illinois, which is under an hour from where our studio is. So it's right in our community, and uh, we're proud to be partnered with them and support them. So shout-out to everybody at Novix, all great people. And, uh, you know, honestly, cut from the same cloth as all of us. So had a good time and hanging out with those guys at the Illinois show. All right, back to the episode. Hope you guys are enjoying oh, it. Thanks. Yeah, it feels like you're there for a month by the end of it. It does. Like, we all left. Like, at the Iowa show, Jared came up to me. He's like, God, I came to the booth to find you. I walked up to the booth, and Jared's like, I feel like we're avoiding each other. And I'm like, yeah, well, you spend fucking 12 days together, you know what I mean? And then at this show, we're at the same place, but we're not talking. Yeah. But at at Iowa, no, at Ohio and Wisconsin, we're right next. Working class and whitetail adrenaline are neighbors. And the bar. so And Airbnb. And Airbnb. Oh, so, um, but that this episode will launch after Ohio. So it was good seeing you guys in Ohio. Yeah, it's a good time. To the yeah. listeners. Yeah, I, I will also be there. So, so come say hi. Uh, or you already did. And you're yeah, you're already, you're already there. Yeah. Yeah. We're pre-recording for the shows. We'll be back. <laughs> great show. We'll be caught back up week to week here before we know it. But anyway, yeah, just yeah, wild. So uh, to go back... Um, so Jim ever find out? Or you never he to this day. I hope he doesn't watch this because so if he I don't think he ever did podcast find out. right now. I don't, be like, I don't think he's John. listening. To this. No, probably not. Yeah, he, he's no. been on before, but he uh, he ain't listening. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he even didn't recognize me or remember me. You really, know? you don't think he probably would, honestly? But like, I would have to like go introduce myself and hey, buddy, give him a little me? background, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I talked about to just catch Doug up on that that other episode like 
So on that trip, Jim, like the one day comes into lunch and he's like, so yeah, I'm going to LA to do this podcast, you know, I was going on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Didn't really know anything about it. So. Oh, you were working for him at the time? Yeah. While well, we're over there on that trip in Africa. Yeah. And I had a Steve Rennell episode downloaded on my phone. So I let him listen to it. And he also never heard of Steve Rennell. So Which I is hilarious. Kind of introduced him to Joe Rogan and Steve Rennell in one shot. He didn't know Joe Rogan? Well, he knew who he was, but he'd never listened to a podcast. Right? He yeah. didn't want to kind of get a feel for what he's getting into. But, you know, one of the cool, um, I feel like my life is filled with these things that are like, how the hell, including just me sitting here right now, you know, like, how the hell did I end up in this situation or whatever? But yeah, when he went on the podcast, he like told the story about how i let him listen and gave me a shout out and stuff oh, so no, i was like fuck. i yeah, remember that i gotta go back and listen to that yeah now. i can't believe yeah. he hasn't done more on rogan yeah i know i know because i mean he's such an interesting character and he's been everywhere so i met jim a couple of times the first time i met him we, it was like during ata show but we were at it was my first ata i ever went to we were at the hotel bar and i was 20 i think i was 20 I was drinking at the hotel bar. I was just with everybody else and my dad, and they thought, oh, whatever. But I had, like, really big gauges in at the time, and I remember talking to Jim. Like, Jim was talking to my dad and I and him giving me shit about my ears. And then, uh, like, a couple years later, Sam came to ATA with me, and we were there, and I ran into him, and he remembered me because of my ears, which is hilarious. That's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. But he was he's always been really awesome to me. And he did our podcast. He was great. Yeah. Um, over the phone, right? You know, he didn't come here. He ain't coming to the New Windsor online. But <laughs> that might be it. Yeah. That'd be cool, not, wouldn't not it? Yeah. It'd be, yeah. Yeah, it'd be Just great. Wait, Jim. We're calling yeah, you. Jim, buddy. if you're listening yeah. to this, we'll see you soon. Yeah. All right, buddy. And John That's cool, didn't record though. record that shot. Yeah, John, don't forget. <laughs> I'll have to listen back to that and listen to the shout out he gave you then. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, especially seeing what it's turned into now. But like, yeah. Just to have a little clip of, like, Jim saying that. Like, I remember when we got back, my buddies, I was living in Colorado at the time. We sat in there and pulled it up on YouTube and watched it. And when they dropped that, we are like, what the hell? That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, that was sweet, you know? I mean. So did you film um, anything else in Africa? <sighs> I mean, yeah. Lots of stuff, you know? Anything and everything over the next, like, you know. So we did, uh, we started off in this area that was near an active volcano called Odonia Lingai, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. um, and there we did, like, um, I think we did Impala. Um, Excuse me. We just ate a big lunch. We're in here drinking beers. <laughs> slow. We're not drinking yeah. beers fast. We're drinking them slowly. Yeah, we are. And they just sink on you differently, you know? Um, I don't even know. Like, I, I brought the hard drives. I have all the, like, raw footage still um, and pictures, like... The amount of animals we killed on that trip was it's, it's hard to keep track of. You know what I mean? Like, and how long were you over there? Seven weeks. Oh, Holy shit. Yeah. shit. Yeah. They said that beginning, I guess I just didn't register yeah. that. That's a long time to be gone. Yeah. Over two months. <laughs> yeah. Well, about two months. Yep. Yeah. And like, um, that that's the thing about, like I said, kind of, People say, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I'd trade places with you in a second. Well, like... A lot of people aren't willing to do that type try, of shit. Try, yeah, try being gone for two months at a time and, like, maintaining a relationship or any, anything yeah. like that. You know I mean? We didn't have a service for weeks at a time, certain times, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, 
you know, you're out there. We did have a satellite phone, so I was able to call home once or twice over, you know, the course of the trip. Let over two knows. months, yeah. Yeah, or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it it's, it's tough to, like, you know, um, like, I get jealous of people that have a normal life sometimes, you know, like, to have a schedule and, like, be in the same place and everything. And I've struggled, you know, with last couple of years you know i know jared talked about uh which for people that maybe didn't listen or whatever before like i work with whitetail adrenaline too like jared's one of my best friends you know um but you know we talk about a lot you know like he had that struggle figuring things out over the last year like i've been trying to figure out like you know because i think about it a lot it's like am I going to be able to do this when I'm like 60 or like, yeah. what am I going to end up doing? You know what I mean? Like, what's the future? I kind of went into it like, like this is going to be awesome, you know, but mm-hmm. then you kind of have to step back and think about things. But, you know, at this point I'm just rolling with it. Yeah. yeah. I think there'll be opportunities that come up. Like I think about like that I a said, lot too, so, man. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. Um, long-term picture, you know, but look at it this way. I think this is, that's a realistic way to look at it. But I think a healthier way to look at it is probably like when you're 60 and you're sitting next to a dude who's also 60 and he got his job right out of high school and worked at the same place. And he says, man, I wish I could have gone to Africa and do that. I wish I could have gone to Colorado and chased elk and filmed this and done all this cool shit that I that I always wanted to do, but I never did because I couldn't get the time off work. And my wife would have been pissed if I would have left for three weeks or two months. And you're sitting there, and you're like, man, I lived this life full of experiences and adventure, and I did all the shit that I wish I could have done while I was young. I think you'll look at it different then. That's the way I look at it now. But I'm also looking at it, too, a little bit like, man, you know, even if podcasts aren't around in 20 years, I'll still be doing something outdoor-related, and you never know what like this will lead you into in 15, 10, 15, 20 years, you know? And the thing is, like, if I'm doing what I always wanted to do, I don't need a 401k, you know? I agree, yeah. Because yeah. then I'm always just going to continue to do what I love to do. Yeah, I remember... Unless I'm, like, decrepit, but what the fuck, you know? Like, um, back when Does that I make was, sense? No, yeah, that makes sense, because I, I... To live... Life, life is hard enough as is, but to do something that you hate and then keep going through those motions and everything, it would suck. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd way rather risk That's it, I like risk your story, it. Nick, like... Straight up, just left to be your own boss and like start your own business. Homeschooled, not. <laughs> yeah, and that's wilder too because you're cool, man. I didn't. I didn't graduate high school and I was homeschooled, so I'm like. Did you actually go to like a public high school? No. So you were like high I, school. I was, I was homeschooled all the way through. And you're just like, through. hey, ma, fuck this. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I know a couple guys that are home. I, I no offense to anybody that was homeschooled. But normally, it's okay. You can you can say you can say whatever you want because I'm here, so I can. You're like my token yeah, homeschool yep, yep. guy. You can get away with it. <laughs> you, you get the card. You get you, the card. Usually, people who are homeschooled, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, normally they're like, uh, just socially, you can tell that they didn't yes. go like their interactions and conversation, like socially, a little different than people who went to public school. Mm-hmm. Even kids that go to private school, you can still tell a little bit. But um, I think like Ross Bigger was he was homeschooled most of his life. I know a couple guys who were, but I'm like, really? I didn't know that. You're the same way. Like, yeah. I'd never be able, like, you're not socially weird or nothing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just, I like yeah. that vibe of like, a little bit. as long as you're willing, you're a little weird, but. <laughs> Do yourself, Doug. <laughs> Doug's also an engineer and sucked as yeah. a person. But. Um, <laughs> that was the worst in public school. 
Were you? No. <laughs> but I don't know. I just think like that type of cool that that's a because like, you don't need to be like you don't really need a degree to like be successful and like be a good person. No, and my, my father in law talks about that, and I think he's right too. There, there's no, there's no discount to or discredit to going to college or anything. If you have something that you, this is what I want to do, this is what I want. There's no, there's no problem with that. But if you don't, like I hate this push now. It's like go to college, do this, or you're fucked. This is what you have to do. Like, no, there's 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 no reason for that. If you enjoy what you do and you're making enough to get by and everything, live like, how you want to live. Yeah, you don't want to drag your family through shit. Well, there's that. There's one thing for that, but for yeah, sure, if you if you love what you're doing, do it. Yeah, like there's no reason to but go when, in debt. But with ninety nine percent of everybody else you're around, and maybe this is where you're you have that feeling. John is like constantly keeping up with the Joneses. Well, like when I was going full time, people, well, how, how are you going to get insurance? How are you going to do this? I'm like, I fucking figured out, dude. I'm going to be happy. That's all I know. And you're yeah. going to be at your fucking day job, fucking saying it would be nice. And I'm going to have a life full of experience of shit I did that I wanted to do. And I'm not saying you're, they're not, but. And and the thing that I ran into personally was just the fact that, like, um, you know, you, you just said, like, you're happy. And, and, you know, for the most part, you know, it, it's easy to lose track of that until you take a step back. And, like, for me, when I start, like, we, we had a, a moment there um not really a moment but like a little, little period of time after the iowa deer classic finished up i i was supposed to go up to nick's house that afternoon or evening but there's a snowstorm that hit got kind of sketchy driving so i ended up crashing at jess and chancy's place right there mm-hmm. um and jared and brandon paletta were there as well um and we got to going through our phones and just kind of reminiscing all these old pictures of all this stuff you know yeah and that's when it really kind of hits me. But like I said, in the day-to-day, you kind of lose track of it and everything. But, like, that was a thing that kind of caught me, I think, and, and threw me off was, like, I went from, like, out of college to, like, working with the Eastmans on the Outdoor Channel, which I grew up watching. And then Jim Shockey is, like, legendary, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, I thought that getting to that level, like, you envision it, like, you're making it big time and mm-hmm. everything in your life is going to just be perfect happily ever after. Mm-hmm. But you get to that point and it's kind of like, you know, didn't fix everything that was, you know, bothering me mm-hmm. about certain things. So like I had to kind of like step back and that's what I've been, you know, trying to build the foundation properly and, and do all that now so I can proceed forward. Cause I've tried to, kind of get certain things off the ground over the last couple of years that like, you know, I would just, I'm going to make it happen right now and take off and start doing a bunch of stuff. And then like the wheels would come off the bus and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, I feel like just how like getting everything sorted out with like the process of editing with whitetail adrenaline is going to make that whole thing, like taking a little time off to like sort things out so you can move forward, you yeah. know, like, yeah. You know, I'm kind of in that same position there with Jared in that sense, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I know what I'm capable of, you know, and I'm kind of hard on myself because, like, I haven't made stuff happen. I'm looking at other people doing things and stuff like that. But, like, you know, I think I think I'm getting ready to, For sure. you know, 
But you're a creative dude and you're good at what so. you do, man. So it's like yeah. it's a matter of time for all that works out. But yeah. I know what you're saying, like some of that like mental uh life evaluation shit, like man, you could really fuck yourself up in, inside because I had this conversation with uh Tyler, my buddy one of my best friend Tyler Ingholm, the other day we we're in here talking and I think he's kinda like struggling with that. It's like he works at John Deere. He's like, Man, you know, we used to ride bikes together, we used to do kickboxing together and shit like that, but he's like I don't really have an interest now. Like he's into Harleys, you know. And I think in the winter time he loses track. Like, man, I want to go ride, but he can't. So that I think he feels kind of lost. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of going through a weird thing. And I, and all it is is a life adjustment for me. Like, I used to go to work, and all I would think about is like hunting and the podcast. Well, now work is working class bow hunter for me. So now I feel I'm not lazy, but I feel like all I do is this type of related stuff, which I'm thankful for. I'm not saying that, but the life, it's, maybe it's hard to get, have somebody that's not in it understand. And maybe you guys will get what I'm saying, but like all I do is this stuff right now that we're doing and related to this. And then I go home and I hang out with my family, which is what I want to do. But then I almost feel lazy because like everything, all my effort, all my energy, everything is put into this. And then I don't feel like doing anything else. Like if I'm not hunting, Doing anything like this, I'm, I feel like I'm like wasting time. Yeah, I I know exactly what you're, yeah, you're talking with because you never there's no punch out. So you're you're when you're doing that, your brain is switched to I got to be doing this. What's the next thing? What's yeah. keep going after that? So that's that's where like doing that on your own and everything is. And you too, John, with that, you know, you never really punch out because you're always like you're always okay, clocked in. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's there's no shut up. There's no punch out time so it's like okay well i got to get this context up for this make sure i'm on top of this and it's just never so that's exactly what it is yeah so to try to get that family time which is really important it's not like you don't want to spend time with your family like i have two kids too yeah and a wife and it's just like but i know what you mean it's it's really hard to control that like all right this is a time i can put this aside but yeah one thing you love it and another thing it's like it, it's a part of you, so it's like it's really hard to turn that off. Yeah. All right. Here's another example of that, and I think that's right. It's hard to like step back, but like Monday after the Iowa show, like I was dead, dude. Like I'd starting to the shows are starting to take a toll on me because we're up late, it's long hours. You never like step out, and then it's a different type of exhaust. I had this conversation with Mark Drury yesterday, and he's like, "Dude, you looked wiped in Iowa. Like you just looked like you were out of body a little bit." And I'm like, "Yeah, I was." So I didn't really go out, and I felt bad because people were like, man, how come you weren't out? Like, Doug, we saw Doug and Eric out. I'm like, I've just been – because I'm trying to get all this shit done before we go to the show, so I have to do my work before then. Yeah. And then uh, I, I think I'm starting to get – I was getting sick or something. But, like, I woke up Monday morning, get the kids out the door and stuff, and then I'm like, I'm like, dog, I fell back asleep. I wake up, it's 2 in the afternoon. And, like, my body, I think, just, like – shut the fuck down and i i don't know i had to have been sick or something because that never happens to me i wake up and i'm like i feel like i'm on another planet like i needed like my body just hit, just the, turn, re- hit the restart button turned off and uh i'm like fuck well apparently i needed that you know but uh here we go again we're doing it all over again for the next few weeks but <laughs> yeah but it's <laughs> that's what's cool about weeks. it though you know but it's like i never would have just taken a day off whereas like when i worked at john deere it's like oh friday afternoon I'm just kicking it all weekend. I don't really have that anymore. Mm-hmm. No, and that's the that's the thing where. But I'm thankful for it. Yeah, um, that clarifying that exactly. Yeah, um, I mean along those lines, like you spend you know nine days straight in Harrisburg. By the end of the week, 
in in one hand you're going to be sick of guys showing you trail camera pictures but in the other hand like every single time i talk to somebody that's like stoked about it you know yeah. I, I love that you know for sure so but what's weird is like i love the shows i do i still and i'm not actually burnt out on the shows what you get burnt out on is just being up late and you're up early and you eat like shit traveling. and you're traveling and you eat like shit and you're drinking and you're Amish, up and then Amish hot pockets or whatever those things. Are. Yeah, the, pre, the Amish oh, pretzels, delicious. But <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah, it's just a burnout. The burnouts are just like anything, man. Any job, you but have that feeling. The other thing is, like, when, like, uh, more Kurt and I's case than the other half of the table here. But like, when you take something, Jeez, fuck no, you guys. no offense to you guys, but like when you take like your ultimate passion that you enjoy doing so much and kind of make it your job. And then you got to like try and figure out how to get away from your job. But like, but you love it. Like, enjoy it. you know, like in a way I feel guilty if I got hunting and I'm not in some way like filming it and mm-hmm. documenting it and everything. But like going back to that guy that got me started at the beginning, Damon Davis, um, who has, since passed away unfortunately mm-hmm. but um either way um he used to always talk about how every spring they would take a day or two and just go out killing leave the cameras at home yeah you know what i mean yeah just have fun you know and you really do need to do that and that's kind of where i hit that point you know and why i haven't been involved in the filming and editing the last couple years like two years i guess with whitetail adrenaline is like well shit that's what jared talked about in his episode a little bit like he hit almost like a rock bottom in a way mentally. Yeah, I've been there, but um, I'm not anywhere near that for the record. Yeah, and I'm not saying that. And I almost feel like when I'm like, man, I'm tired when I'm at a trade show. I almost feel like shut the fu-, and my inner mental me is like, shut the fuck <laughs> up, bitch. What yeah. are you bitching about? You're at an outdoor show that you would have came at fucking anyway. And it's not that I'm like actually like I don't wish that I wasn't there. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying sometimes you get a little sleepy. That's all. <laughs> I'm just tired because I'm hungover. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah def- different types of tired. But Mark even is like, dude, that's why a lot of the big guys have been in it for long. They've done that grind for years because they just it, yeah. don't have the capacity to do it anymore. Which I can see why. I get it. I but get it. The, the the thing that really, you know, kind of... We're going to come off spoiled. Yeah. What we're talking about right now to listeners. Guaranteed. But, oh, yeah. There's going to be backlash. They're going to be like, dude, fuck you guys. I, that's how I feel. I would kill to be in your position. Because sure. listen to, I'm not, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm bitching, but I'm also just being honest. I well, mean, it, PA for me sucked too. I had five days and I had to go back to work and just like, God damn. PA is a grind, dude. dude. Yeah. You got to be anywhere like that, hunting or not. It's so, just a long day. Even yeah. now on trips when you're out, you know, sometimes, you know, like. Seven weeks straight in Africa, gone for months at a time. That's a long time, dude. That's a very long time. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's tough because that's, I mean, the reality of the situation is like, you're never going to see just a a micro fraction. Like when you see the amount of footage that we start with, like for a whitetail adrenaline project to like what it gets boiled down to, like we struggle, struggle to like. I remember we'll get it like cut down, cut down, cut down, and I'm like, we're getting this dialed in, and Jared's like, we're still like, you know, trying to get it to like three, four hours, or whatever was our goal for the year, and we're still at like eight, nine hours. And it's like, what do I even cut out? There's so much stuff, so you know, much like, good shit. You don't want to, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't. I would never want that job. Um, I mean, it'd be cool to like be a part of the process one time, 
but man, you ever you but, ever well, like an argument like when you cut this, you're like, no, 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 we need to leave that in. Yeah, I mean, you definitely why do not put out like a like a three a bo- volume bonus episode. We could add the we, credits or disc. That's <laughs> yeah. what we did with the ride, which that was also unfortunately one of our least you know successful years because so it was of a, that, the you extended. Think? Well, it was the ex- we did an extended cut for the ten year anniversary, but Chancy um, was the only one that killed any bucks in archery season. Oh, oh. you know, I was with him, so I have yeah. the claim to fame to say that <laughs> you I got the kill shot. I got that the kills year. that sacrificed us having a total skunker that year. But if you, could you, oh, if you wouldn't have had the record button going. For that. <laughs> yeah. well, let me ask you a hot question here. Yeah. Okay. Say there, uh, uh, like a uh, whatever comes in. Mm-hmm. You're on whatever hunt, and there's one hunt you're with Jim Shockey, and on the other hunt you were Jared Scheffler, and you missed both the kills. Who would you rather be with when you miss the kill, Jim Shockey or Jared Scheffler? Like, who's going to ream you the the more gentle way? Jared. Jared would be more gentle? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they would both be, like, harsh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be on that end you know of Jared, I mean? and I can't imagine what it'd be like. With... But I feel like Jared and I's relationship, like, he would kind of understand... To some degree, he'd be pissed and, and everything. But he knows you more on a personal level. Where, like, Jim, like, he'll, he he may or may not tear into you, you know what I mean? But, like, um, you know, he, he'll let you know what he's thinking. He, he'll, he'll go without a filter, for sure. But I will give him, like, 100%, like, respect and everything. Because, like, when he did do that, like, for example, with when the Buffalo charged a truck... Later on that day or the next day, he walked into our tent and was like, hey, I'm sorry, I got a little worked up. Like, in the heat of the moment, you got to understand, you know, I mean, this is his livelihood, like I said, too, you know, like, they don't come back with the footage, then... What was the point of going, yeah. So, but, you know... Interesting. Like I said, um, mad respect for Jim Shockey, dude's an animal, you know what I mean? (laughs) For sure. Like... Fucking cool, man. Yeah. I think um, it's just hard to wrap my head around getting mad at John because he's just such a guy. Yeah, that I know. Just... Yeah, but we know John. And I'm not <laughs> saying that like Jim didn't know you, but also it's like, I guess it would be like if you hired some dudes for your business and they complete like shattered a giant expensive crazy like painted glass window while you're working around it and it was under your oh, true your, yeah. your deal. Yeah, I can kind of get that. Like, but if you in the moment you'd be like, fuck, <laughs> you know, and then you'd be like, hey guys, I'm sorry, like we got insurance, it'll get taken care of, but it sucked. But same time, you can't be doing that. <laughs> but same time, don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but I would see John know. mad. Oh, I get I get mad. Yeah, I want to see you mad. Oh, I can see you mad. Yeah, but um. You don't want, he, you was don't, a, he was a wrestler. So, you don't yeah. piss guys off like John with like a calm demeanor. I was a, a once they pop, they pop. I was, I was a fullback in high school, um, state champion my junior and senior year. I could definitely see shout that. out Southern Columbia High School, biggest powerhouse in PA. I mean, I don't know how many state championships we won, but uh, in 1994 we won our first state championship. Every year until. Like my junior year, we were in the state championship and lost. And then my junior and senior year, we won, and then went on to, I think four or five more in a row, and probably up to like I don't even know, nine, sure. ten, eleven. Like the last couple of years, we we got a guy at uh, Ohio State now, one of the receivers, Julian Fleming. You know, like uh, when I played, I played with a guy named Henry Hanoski who uh, went to play at Pittsburgh, and then 
his rookie year, he played for the New York Giants and uh, won a Super Bowl. You know? Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. cool. So, that is cool. Yeah. I don't know shit about football, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, this has been fun. Yeah. First time in the studio. Yeah. Uh, Mixing it up. No pressure. Just traveling around, filming things, having a good time. Hopefully we sure. kill some coyotes tomorrow. Yeah, you guys going out to chase the yotes, huh? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to get some, at least one on film to put the cherry on top of this video, but I filmed a yeah. little bit on the way out to Iowa at the show a little bit. Kind of just wanted to start taking people along on the journey because I, you know, get into so much weird, wild stuff, yeah. you know, hunting, fishing related and like anything in between, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, just come film us turkey hunting. Yeah. Turkey Palooza. I'll call turkeys, film all day. You know what I mean? We should get you for, sure. for Turkey Palooza. But yeah, Nick, you gotta come down and hang out too. I'll I'll do it. That'd be fun. Might as well. Yeah. Where can people find your YouTube and all that shit, John? Uh if you just search Jonathan Adams, uh it's J O N A T H A N. Uh you should find it. Uh and then Bitchin'. John C. John underscore C underscore Adams on Instagram. We can, we can link that in. I'll put but, your YouTube links on there and shit. But yeah, um like I said, I we got to talking there and uh, don't want to leave a sour taste in anybody's mouth. You know, yeah. I guess like what I said is like, I, or was getting at was like, what really brought me back to life is I just started doing a bunch of hunting yeah. on my own. I took a fall and I'm just, I'm, it's been the last two and a half, three weeks of archery season in PA and went hard. And, you know, like, like I said, just took some time away from it to get away from like all the pressure of yeah. having to do it for work and film and stuff like that. But I'm excited to say too that like I'll be back editing with Jared this summer. I'm gonna go on some trips with them this fall. Like oh, yeah. they're they're trying to talk me into moving out to Iowa with them, you know. So are you gonna do it? Time. We'll see. You know, we'll see. You're uh, leaning that way, I feel Iowa. definitely. Iowa. So you are leaning that way pretty hard? I I'm liking the idea of it right now. You know? Okay. The grass is greener on the other side. We'll see. Mississippi. And just think, yeah. like, all those big bucks you've killed in PA. Imagine what you can do out here when you get time. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Guess where we are? Right here. Yeah. Hey. Right on here on. right now. And one one last thing. I have to just say, dude, like, i so appreciative of you guys having me. Like, just for me to be sitting here getting interviewed, like, when I look at the list of people that you've had on the show, like, total honor, like... This well, is wild, like I said. Well, thank you for doing it, man. Yeah. And it's kind of cool, like, when we met in PA, you were, like, the quiet guy. I'm like, oh. And then you were unsure about us. I think we might have talked about that on the well, last one. Yeah, like I said, I, I mean, no. We're, we're, like, we're pretty strong characters. <laughs> no, and Jared. Um, Come off a little rough. I just didn't really know because, like, um, we didn't really get a chance to get introduced or anything. But yeah, like, it was kind of awkward, like, um, and probably my bad but on that. I, but I didn't know for sure if, like, you know, you were the type of guys that, like, if I didn't have a name or like no, no. anything that you didn't really give me time of day or something like that. And John, I kind of had that John conversation who? with the Jared a little bit and he's yeah. like, Oh no, they're cool. You just got to break the ice or whatever. I, I think well, what it was is like, I'm socially awkward because I felt like I had met you, but I wasn't sure. So then I don't want to, like, I'll just be like, Hey, what's up, man? And I'll kind of yeah. talk to you in passing, yeah. but I wanted to go up and be like, Hey, what's up, dude? I'm Kurt. And then we'd already met. And that to me, that's really embarrassing. Yeah. I'm bad at that type of thing. And I'm trying to do better with meeting more people throughout this like career you know but i think that's what it was for me and maybe a little bit on your end i don't know but yeah so i thought we had like met and i didn't want to be awkward so i was just kind of like talking to you in passing 
Yeah. Then the boys came in. But like, I usually yeah, like, yeah, yeah. fly under the radar, and, and, and like I said, you know, it didn't take long it, it until did. we were out doing karate in the garage. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it is wild though because I I recognize yeah recognized you right away from the videos. Mm. So for yeah. just that short period of time in PA, Hammy's and then up, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and doing it again <laughs> to do that, and then meet in PA for a couple of days, and then you're staying at my place filming. Like it's just it's pretty crazy. Like. John Adam, well, that's what John Adams you were saying. From, yeah, Jim Shockey, White Tail John. He's filming me hunting coyotes. Like, but, this is fucking crazy. But the wild thing, too, that, like, I always end up in these situations where I'm, like, surfing on couches or staying with buddies or whatever. But you you kind of brought it up how your wife was like, so, you, like, how well do you really know this guy? Because, like, oh, yeah. when I was coming in town, Nick was still at work. And he's like, oh, dude, you house know, is unlocked. house is unlocked. Just go and make yourself at home, like, anything in the fridge or whatever, you know? And it's just like. Good people, though, dude. Yep. That's what, that's what I'm all about. Well, I mean, that's what it is, really. I mean, that's what we all met. Like, we didn't know Nick before. Like, uh-huh. so many people that we know is because of working class, Bohan. Yeah. You know, like, that's what the, the beautiful thing about it. Like, all of my close friends, like, I have a few from my childhood, you know, that I've remained good friends with, like Dakota, Tyler, and there's a bunch more I could list off. But my close, close friends are wcb related people like i talk to on a daily basis i work with i vibe with i look forward to seeing at the show shit like that that's Mm. just beautiful man the hunting community is a great place for sure there's there's your bad eggs but there's like like you said the the most incredible people like more good than bad not just people i work with but like people i give the shirt off my back would you know best friends you know like chancy jared dan burns like Matt Zinio, like all those guys, Logan McNulty, you know, we're like brothers, you know? Yeah. It's awesome. It's fucking yeah. sweet. Well, cool. It's a fun podcast. Yeah. Bang went out midday on a Friday, and you guys get to work, get to work on the studio. I know. We got to go get that sound. We, well, we still have like three hours of light, so we're good. Cool. Go we'll cut her out here. Doug, got anything to add? Thanks for coming on, John. Thanks for having me, Doug. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Always a pleasure, man. Yeah, but I, I get to bring John home, so. Oh. It's tough out here. Yeah. But he's staying here at the studio, so come on back, Doug. I might. I gotta, <laughs> grab, I gotta go grab Jacob. All right. Oh, is he come, coming out here? Yeah. Bitching. Cool. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If we put this out on a video podcast, you'll see our beautiful faces. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Shore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at Ooh. that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.